little women. In ten minutes, Joe came running downstairs with a very red face and the general appearance of a person who had just passed through a trying ordeal of some sort. When she saw the young gentleman, she looked anything but pleased, and passed him with a nod. But he followed, asking with an air of sympathy, "'Did you have a bad time?' "'Not very.' "'You got through it quickly.' "'Yes, thank goodness.' "'Why did you go alone?' "'Didn't want anyone to know.' "'You're the oddest fellow I ever saw.' How many did you have out? Joe looked at her friend as if she did not understand him, then began to laugh as if mightily assumed at something. There are two that I want to have come out, but I must wait a week. What are you laughing at? You are up to some mischief, Joe, said Laurie, looking mystified. So are you. What are you doing, sir, up in that billiard saloon? Begging your pardon, ma'am. It wasn't a billiard saloon, but a gymnasium, and I was taking a lesson in fencing. I'm glad of that. Why? You can teach me, and then we can play Hamlet, and you can be Laird's, and we'll make a fine thing of the fencing scene. Laurie burst out with a hearty boy's laugh, which made several passers-by smile in spite of themselves. I'll teach you whether we play Hamlet or not. It's grand fun, and we'll straighten you up capitally. But I don't believe that was your only reason for saying, I'm glad, in that decided way, was it now? No. I was glad that you were not in the saloon, because I hope you never go to such places. Do you? Not often. I wish you wouldn't. It's no harm, Joe. I have billiards at home, but it's no fun unless you have a good player. So, I am fond of it. I come sometimes and have a game with Ned Moffat or some other fellow. For a week or two, Joe behaved so queerly that her sisters were quite bewildered. She rushed to the door when the postman rang, was rude to Mr. Brooke whenever they met, would sit looking at Meg with a woe-begone face, occasionally jumping up to shake and then kiss her in a very mysterious manner. Lori and she were always making signs to one another and talking about spread eagles till the girls declared they both had lost their wits. On the second Saturday after Joe got out the window, Meg, as she sat sewing in her window, was scandalized by the sight of Lori chasing Joe all over the garden and finally capturing her in Amy's bower. What went on there, Meg could not see, but shrieks of laughter were heard, followed by the murmur of voices and a great flapping of newspapers. What shall we do with that girl? She never will behave like a lady, sighed Meg, as she watched the race with a disapproving face. I hope she won't. She's so funny and dear as she is said Beth, who had never betrayed that she was a little hurt at Joe's having secrets with anyone but her. It's very trying, but we never can make come a la foe, added Amy, who sat making some frills for herself, with her curls tied up in a very becoming way. Agreeable things made her feel unusually elegant and ladylike. In a few minutes, Joe bounced in, laid herself on the sofa, and affected to read. Have anything interesting there? asked Meg with contention. Nothing but a story. Won't amount to much, I guess, returned Joe, carefully keeping the name of the paper out of sight. You'd better read it aloud. That will amuse us and keep you out of mischief, said Amy in her most grown-up tone. What's the name? asked Beth, wondering why Joe kept her face behind the sheet. The Rival Painters. That sounds well. Read it, said Meg. With a loud ahem <clears throat> and a long breath, Joe began to read very fast. The girls listened with interest, for the tale was romantic, but somewhat pathetic, as most of the characters died in the end. I like that about the splendid picture, was Amy's approving remark as Joe paused. I prefer the lovering part. Viola and Angela are two of my favorite names. Isn't that queer? 
said Meg, wiping her eyes, for the lovering part was tragical. Who wrote it? asked Beth, who had caught a glimpse of Joe's face. The reader suddenly sat up, cast away the paper, displaying a flushed countenance, and with a funny mixture of solemnity and excitement replied in a loud voice, Your sister! You? cried Meg, dropping her work. It's very good, said Amy critically. I knew it! I knew it! Oh, my Joe, I'm so proud! And Beth ran to hug her sister and exult over this splendid success.